section twelve of in italy with the three hundred and thirty second infantry this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. in italy with the three hundred and thirty second infantry by joseph l Letau. chapter eleven genoa reunited after a most enjoyable week at wonderful monte carlo and a safe return to genoa we were enthusiastically greeted at the miramare with the news that we were leaving for home in three days on the steamer duca d'aosta which lay in the harbour the second battalion had come in while we had been away so that the regiment was again united the second was being investigated and we sincerely hoped that nothing would develop that would detain us we welcomed the investigation but preferred it on the other side of the atlantic however our joy suddenly died for on the eighteenth we received a telegram from general headquarters france that our departure was indefinitely postponed all efforts to obtain a release were fruitless and on the morning of the nineteenth general mcandrews pershing's chief of staff and general o'connor chief of staff of the service of supplies arrived their coming meant something serious we were sure some felt that g h q regarded the three thirty second as culprits and that we were to be sent to the labor battalions in france then there was the ever-present trouble in fiume and neighboring territory and we feared that our regiment had been selected to return to that troubled land the suspense while terrible was short for at two thirty p m all officers commissioned and non-commissioned were called out upon the hotel balcony general mcandrews i believe complimented the non-coms on the appearance of our quarters and we began to breathe easier then he said that our scheduled sailing had been a mistake officers who had been sent to italy to prepare the regiment for its sailing thought the steamships in genoa were for the three thirty second regiment therefore arrangements were made and every one was preparing for the homeward voyage he was sorry the mistake had been made but we could not depart even on order from general pershing for our fate lay in the hands of the supreme war council he said we would have to await our turn settling down once more to an indefinite stay with the best frame of mind possible the boys eagerly took advantage of the company dances arranged by the american girls in genoa some dances were held in the ducal palace once the residence of the doges of genoa the music was furnished by an excellent orchestra recruited from the band members since our departure was thus indefinitely postponed passes were issued to men of italian birth and to those of greek birth permission was given to visit greece negotiations were soon under way to send a party of fifty to rome and the same number to menton on the twenty fifth of march fifty men left for each place suddenly on march twenty sixth we received word that we were released and would sail on march twenty eighth and twenty ninth the second battalion k and m companies and detachments of the medical supply and machine gun companies and base hospital one o two were to leave first on the k 
Canopic. Regimental Headquarters, the 1st Battalion, I Company, Field Hospital 331, and detachments of the Medical, Machine Gun, and Supply Companies were to go on the Duca d'Aosta, March 29th. L Company, with detachments, were to remain a few days to conclude all business and to pick up any men returning from leaves. At this time we had men scattered all over Europe, and telegrams were dispatched to them. All except those who went to Greece succeeded in returning in time to go on one of the three ships. The Canopic left Genoa on the 28th of March amid cheers, but the departure of the Duco was made the principal event, because the ship was to carry the colonel. Those companies which were to go on the Duca d'Aosta marched through the gaily bedecked streets of Genoa amid great applause. Finally arriving at the crowded dock, they filed aboard, and as each man walked up the gangplank, his arms were filled with boxes containing cigarettes, candy, and cookies given by the Red Cross, YMCA, and Knights of Columbus. The docks were crowded with Genoese who, faithful to the end, had come to say goodbye to their American friends. As the ship began to move, all the whistles in the harbor shrieked. People waved their hands and kerchiefs, and they called after the ship, their eyes dim with tears. Genoa will always be remembered by the 332nd with love and admiration. The Genoese, more than any Italian people, strove to show their friendship. The opera and the presentation of medals and flag and the general manner of treatment were all signs of an appreciative community. End of section 12